Welcome back, guys. Welcome to the Worlds Collide podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mandy, and um, this dingleberry I've got with me, I, I can't seem to recall his name. Michael Moore! Okay, grand entrance there. Yeah, <laughs> he's your <laughs> other host. Um, welcome back, guys. We, we've been gone uh, a few weeks now. We... Um, we had some things go on we weren't expecting. Uh, the the biggest being two deaths in the family within less than two weeks. And, you know, I, I'm going to take fault for us being gone because it, the whole thing really kind of messed with my head a little bit. And I just needed to basically take a break and hit the reset button for a little bit. If that makes any sense. Um, I think that's fully understandable. Well, I mean, Michael, you know, one of those deaths was semi-expected. They had been dealing with cancer, but things had been going kind of well. And just the way the death happened wasn't something we saw coming. And the other one was completely out of left field nobody saw that coming so um yeah just i'm just gonna say it really was a mind f and um well at the same time also no matter how much you're expecting it you're prepared for it you're still not ready for it that's that's true that's true and and you know how much both of these people meant to me so it was yeah (laughs) absolutely so but we are back and um this episode i'm not sure how long or short it's gonna be because there's really only one main thing we want to cover today um but since this topic is gonna be kind of an umbrella for a bunch of little subtopics under it and we're going to just kind of talk about it continuously i think we need to go ahead and get our face facebook douchebag of the week out of the way do you agree michael that i do (laughs) and this week our winner is facebook themselves (laughs) y'all You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Yeah, guys. See, the reason we picked Facebook in general is, you know, a lot of you guys probably know I have a big issue with Facebook. Not the biggest fan. Uh, But I do keep it to stay in contact with some family and friends in other states. And to kind of judge what's going on socially, the mindset with a lot of political issues and other things, And I was scrolling through the other day and none of my friends on Facebook had posted this video or, you know, given it any reaction, anything. So there was really no reason for Facebook to promote this to me. But for some reason they did. And it was, I'm not going to play any of that disgusting video. But it was a video of some guys catching an anaconda, uh, excuse me, a python, and a lizard and trying to make them kill each other. 
And I'm sorry, but in my mind, that clearly falls under animal abuse. Just my thoughts on that. Yeah, you you would think so. Um, I mean, it's it's not like okay, say you're filming in the wild and something like that happens. That's one thing. Yeah. But when somebody's intentionally pitting two animals against each other, that that's a whole different ball game. Oh yeah, and it it was absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And, and let me give you guys the context to this. Um, when the camera, when the video starts, the camera's already rolling and these guys have found a python and a lizard. The lizard had clearly climbed up on this thing to get away from the python. And they proceed to pull both the lizard and the python down and put them in this little bricked in area. And take the lizard and keep smacking the python in the head with the lizard. And setting the lizard on the python's back. And if it tried to run away, they'd grab it and put it back up there again. Purposely trying to make them fight and kill each other. And it was just sick. Friggin' sick. And I did follow a report with Facebook about it. And this was my response. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for letting us know about this. The video was reviewed, and though it doesn't go against any of our specific community standards, you did the right thing by letting us know about it. Okay, then you must not have very high damn community standards, Facebook. I mean, you give a category for animal abuse. This is clearly animal abuse. This, this is more like torture, because can you imagine what both of those animals were going through? Yeah, really. Uh, it's uh, it's ridiculous because I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, um, even at Facebook, to figure out that it just shouldn't be on there. I'm sorry. You shouldn't give someone a platform to do stupid stuff like that. Exactly. And it was incredibly disgusting. But as you guys just heard, and I will put a screenshot for the youtube version of this podcast put a screenshot up there of um what facebook had to say about that and i just found that so disturbing and so worthy of the douchebag of the week award so yay facebook bravo bang up job douchebags congratulations facebook for making your own worst of list yes exactly and that's kind of damn scary to be honest I wouldn't expect anything any different. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Facebook myself. That's <clears throat> that's one place we really differ. Uh, I prefer Facebook as far as social media goes. I prefer uh, Twitter. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and I and I have a Twitter as well. But um, I tend to I find myself on Facebook more, catching up on things. What's you know what's going on with friends and family and stuff like that, uh, versus what I what I spend you know on Twitter or any other social media. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, it's, you can't ignore that there are some things that are just don't make sense, but, and that's one of them. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll, um, uh, somebody will bring attention to it, uh, like we have, or maybe they'll see this, hear this. Let me, let me rephrase that. Um, and dig their head out of their ass. But anyway, <laughs> Well, kind of piggybacking off that, though, you know, he prefers Facebook. I prefer Twitter and Instagram. He he doesn't even have an Insta. He, you know, I've tried to talk him into it. He ain't doing it, y'all. Well, I like instant oatmeal. 
<laughs> but the thing is, you know, and it rice. Smart Alec. Part part of the reason I like Twitter is because they do take more action on things like that. But at the same time, I've seen Twitter go too far in the opposite direction to where they censor too much. So I think Facebook and Twitter need to get together and have a conversation and both kind of rub off on each other just a tad. And then they might both be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's a good point. I um, mean, <laughs> and and the, the thing to keep in mind is I'm sure 99% of it is AI. It's algorithms. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a matter of them getting their algorithms straightened out. And I mean, that's that's something that takes time. I mean, I, I can kind of oh, understand yeah. that with the, having a little bit of a computer science background. Um, that <clears throat> That's not the easiest thing to set up, but uh, they should be able to do better. Oh, yeah. Both. Both of them should. I agree. And I mean, a lot of the stuff that is censored on Twitter, I have noticed is political views. And don't get me wrong. They're views that very much differ from my own. But at the same time, a lot of them I don't think really should be censored. People should be free to express that as long as they're not providing misleading information or being threatening, you know, something of that nature. They should be free to express that. So, you know, while Facebook lets it be like the friggin' Wild West when it comes to that crap, Twitter overcompensates. Guys, just find that happy medium. There's got to be a middle road somewhere. But that's that's just my thoughts on that. Just just my opinions. Just little two cents worth. Yeah. That's all. For what my <laughs> two cents is worth, which really ain't two cents. So <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> now guys, now we're gonna go ahead squeeze in our sponsor break right here you know gotta pay the bills gotta pay the bills um but i want to go ahead and get that squeezed in and over with so that we can continue with the main topic we're going to be covering today without any interruptions so we will see you guys back here in just a minute gotta make that coffee money coffee money that's it Folks, if you really want to support the podcast, there are a number of ways to do that. You're doing one right now just by listening. That's always, always a great way to support. But if you're looking to take that support, you know, that, that little extra mile, there are a number of ways to do that. And there is a link to give you that number of ways. Simply head over to our website, worldscollidepodcast.com. And head over to the support tab. There you'll find a whole list of ways to support us, whether it be Patreon, one-time donations, monthly subscriptions, uh, shopping on CM Stars Creations, subbing on YouTube, listening, following, following on Twitter, following on Instagram, or checking out me or Michael on any of our socials or our websites. You will find links for every bit of that. And I assure you, no matter how you choose to show your support for us and the world's collide podcast we are ever so grateful 
no one form of support is more important than the other. They are all equally important and equally appreciated. So thank you very much. And again, head over to worldscolladpodcast.com. Another sponsor we have today is, as always, as every day, is CM Stars Creations, our parent company. One of the best ways you can support us, go over, check out the CM Stars Creations website at cmstarscreations.com and you'll find a lot of great merchandise some you know directly related to the podcast as well as some that's you know centered around my channel around michael's channel uh, just a variety of things including some handmade goods such as wine glasses candles things of that nature that fall under our homestead farm and gifts side of cm stars so make sure you go over there check out cm stars creations again that is cmstarscreations.com and we are back thank you for joining us this evening okay Andy? I'm, I, I'm not sure if he's going for like the count dracula there or what that was but yeah we're back hi guys <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a horrible impression i do these all the time so you know Horrible expression, uh, horrible impressions. <laughs> Y'all should hear some of the voices he comes up with. One of these days, I'm gonna sneak and record them all, and he's not gonna know it. And y'all are just gonna get it uploaded with no context, no explanation, no anything. We're just gonna upload it to the podcast YouTube channel, and that should be most interesting. <laughs> oh me, yeah, we're sitting here laughing and cutting up when. I guess we're going to need to for a, a minute or so because... It's at 5%. Yeah. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, guys, we, we want to have a serious conversation. You know, we've talked about wanting to include more positive stuff, and, and we do want to do that. But this week, I kind of felt it was necessary to really talk about Trisha Paytas and when I say really I do not mean the tea side of it I do not mean the drama I mean the ramifications that go beyond her for her actions and her behavior because to be quite honest the stuff Trisha is doing is affecting more than just herself or the people around her um for those of you who don't know, you know, most of you know that Trisha has been in this ongoing dispute with Ethan Klein from the H3 podcast. And, you know, it's been a whole big thing. But if you look back over the years, Trisha has told a lot of different stories about her life. And the majority of them revolve around sexual assault um abuse things of that nature and if you want to see a really good deep dive an objective and fair deep dive into trisha and the things she's told in the past and the present i highly suggest you check out mysterious t um i will include links to her videos 
so you guys can check those out she has done an excellent job in both trying to be fair to trisha and also point out the discrepancies and i really appreciate that uh rich lux is another one who is very good at his coverage of the trisha situation while you can tell he's as frustrated as a lot of us are he's also trying to be fair so i highly suggest you also go to check out rich but i am not gonna lie um trisha had a meltdown on twitter the other night and uh it resulted i'm not gonna play any of that audio or any of that video i just i'm not gonna do it but it was a pretty bad meltdown and there's a lot of speculation whether this was for sympathy because trisha has stated in the past uh she even put it in one of her books she wrote that when she made people feel guilty she got what she wanted so was that what these meltdowns were was this a way to make ethan feel guilty so he would stop talking about the situation or was this a legit mental break on her part and what had brought it all about is Ethan had, <laughs> and I cannot believe it, but for once, I'm agreeing with Ethan Klein. So y'all know hell just froze over. And lightning just struck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very close by. Let's see. Uh, September 10th, Ethan posted this on his Twitter. It has come to my attention that Trisha in episode number 17 of Frenemies called out a teacher by name and accused him of molesting her during school. She claimed this teacher was arrested and served time for possession of child pornography. She also claimed that someone else had come forward to say he molested them as well. Upon further review, these claims seem to contradict available evidence. Because of the nature of these claims against the specific teacher, and the stress it's causing to his family, I've decided to unless the episode for now until Trisha can better illuminate the situation. I want to emphasize that I do not believe Trisha would lie about something like this, so I want to give her the opportunity to clarify. But in the meantime, because the teacher has passed on and cannot defend himself, I feel obligated to remove it for now. Well, I, I completely agree with him on that he same here yeah that that was the only right thing to do my issue with it is is he knew it the minute she said it people have been trying to point out to ethan since he brought trisha on board the discrepancies in her tales and he chose to ignore them but now it's okay let me make myself look like the good guy and throw her under the damn bus I take big issue with that because it's obvious Trisha look guys y'all know I I have no love for Trisha Paytas okay let's just that understatement of the year folks yes <laughs> but I do believe she has some things going on I don't believe she's truthful about um the mental issue she has uh her mental illnesses but i do believe there is something there and we'll get into that here in a minute but anybody that's watched her for a period of time already knows this and can see this ethan knew it he saw it 
and he used her for clicks and views and now keemstar wants to weigh in and say something about that too well keem big boy hate it for you but you're just as bad as ethan because you did the same shit the yep i completely agree there too um it's and like I say, it's it's walking a fine line here to say, okay, well, you guys are doing it too, but we're going to to trying to illuminate the subject behind what we're talking about right now. Yes, you see, Trisha, as Ethan stated, she did blame a specific teacher and called him by name. The thing is, if you go back and look at Trisha's old videos, read her books. And bravo to Mysterious T for having the patience to sit and do this. Because while a lot of this has been unfolding over the past year, you know, I've mentioned it to Michael several times. I think I've even mentioned it here on the podcast a, a couple of times that I remembered her saying things in other videos that totally contradicted what she was saying during the present. But I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I did not have the patience to sit and go through all her old videos and find it all. Mysterious T did. did I bless her soul to sit through that many hours of Trisha videos. Oh my God. This woman is mysterious as a saint, y'all. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, because I, <laughs> honestly, I don't believe I could have could have done it because, and don't get me wrong, I've watched several of Trisha's videos. Uh, and from a neutral standpoint, mm -hmm. but just the way, and, and you know, if this is somebody's thing, I completely understand it. I mean, a lot of people do stuff like this without realizing it, but as fast as she talks, I, I, it just, I, it does something to my nerves. I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> how to explain it, but it's just, I can't keep up. She talks faster than I can keep up with. I speak slow. So I listen slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that that's part of what, kind of helped her climb her way to fame i mean um she was on ellen because of her specific fast reading talent yes i do remember seeing that and, and, and i mean and like i said that's it, it's probably just me i don't know uh no i've that, seen a lot of people it, it really bothers so it's not just you i've seen a lot of people mention it <laughs> But yeah, it just, I don't know, it, it almost makes me tired listening to her. It, it, she, you know, she's so high strung, I guess you would say. But um, but see, that, that fast talking you're talking about, it could honestly be a symptom of some sort of mental illness. There are several mental illnesses that that kind of fast speak is a hallmark of. And that's true. It it does sound, uh, especially the jumping subjects are, are like tripping yes. over her own words. Even though she's going that fast, she's still tripping over her own words. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, it does sound familiar, you know, from from what I've heard from other people. But um, well, see, we we kind of got off track here, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we <laughs> okay. did. And, and like I said, this this isn't a Terry Trisha apart by any means, but that was just me thinking out loud on um, what yeah. that must have been like to have to sit through all of those those videos to to uh, dig all dig out all that information. Yeah. You know? Oh God, yes, yes. But where where I was going with a, a lot of that talk about mysterious is um, 
you know, Mysteria, she's not a real big channel. She's growing like crazy now, but it wasn't that long ago. She was relatively small, and um, it was her deep dive into Trisha and Trisha's past that has caused her to grow, and I honestly think Mysterious did it for the right reasons. Um, she was once a Trisha fan, and just like I was, you know, to hear me now, you wouldn't know it, but at one point, I friggin' adore Trisha Paytas but like me Mysterious started seeing things that disturbed her and she was trying to understand Trisha other than just the YouTube drama you know the tea so to speak and um so she started doing that research and came across all this stuff and Trisha very quickly um put copyright claims on Mysterious's videos. Even though Mysterious did nothing, I've watched those videos thoroughly. She did nothing that violated anything. And I think it was Trisha's way of trying to shut it down before anyone like Ethan or any of them saw it and started picking up on what was going on. And unfortunately, that for Trisha, that did not work. Um, Ethan, I believe, has watched Mysterious's videos. I think that's part of the reason he put out that tweet and took down the Frenemies podcast, that episode. Um, and it caused, you know, a, a lot of the H3 fans have seen Mysterious's videos. So they're already upset with Trisha over her treatment of Ethan and Ela Klein. Now they're seeing this and they have went on full attack mode. And so Trisha has this major breakdown on Twitter begging it for it to stop. And I ain't even going to lie y'all. My first reaction, I sat and laughed. I thought it was funny as absolute hell because she was finally getting a dose of her own damn medicine. And then, Michael had to open his damn mouth. That's what I'm good at. He couldn't let me just enjoy it. He had to make me stop and think. Ugh. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> What he turned to me and said, he said, do you think maybe this is a form of displacement? And for those of you who don't know what displacement is, um, displacement is basically when something so horrible has happened to you that your mind's form of protection is to take that horrible thing and either twist it into something else and place it on somebody else or just simply place it on somebody else altogether. We actually knew someone who experienced this to a degree in the past. That's the only reason we know anything about it ourselves. Um, and it made me stop and sit and think. Because... It smelled like a, a cross between tires burning and a forest fire. <laughs> But. yes yes okay the smoke was rolling out my ears okay <laughs> but I, I honestly did I in all seriousness I had to sit, take a step back and go 
if you look at Trisha's behavior overall from the time she was a kid up to the present, if you look at a lot of what she's doing, it's all the same behaviors you see out of somebody who went through something horribly traumatic. And, you know, and I'm, I haven't had time to really deep dive into this yet, but, um, if you followed Trisha for a while or just followed the whole saga that's been going on, you know, um, some things most likely happened with a man that Trisha's mom was married to, one of Trisha's stepdads. He, um, it seems very likely he, he did things that should not have been done and quite recently her mother came out with a video which she has now deleted her channel um not trisha but trisha's mother has deleted her channel but in that video she was praising this man think about it what would it do to you if a man had done something to you as a child and your mother is praising this man for the whole world to see that's very true without going into too much detail yeah. because, you know we, without knowing all the facts you know we don't yeah. want to point the finger at anybody either you know yeah but um it does seem like there's something underlying there's a root cause there that goes very deep i feel uh and that very well could be the case i'm not sure but something something there has happened Yes, it, it, whether it, whether it was with this stepdad or it was someone else, I'm not afraid to say I feel almost, I'd say 95% certain something happened to little Trish. You know, somewhere in her childhood, something horrible happened to her. And now the rest of the world is seeing the side effects of that. For that part, my heart goes out to this woman. But I take issue with the way she is portraying people with mental illnesses. Especially when she's presented no proof that I know of that she's even really been diagnosed with any of the things she's claiming. It's cast a bad light on everyone who has actually been diagnosed with these conditions and well perfect example um let me see if i could pull it up real quick i'm having a hard time remembering that channel's name uh glitter something let me see if i can find it hey. ah come on youtube cooperate please no absolutely not <laughs> Ah, here it is. Glitter Forever 17, a girl named Breland. Um, uh, oh my, no, we'll be cutting that out. <laughs> I clicked on her channel and a video started up talking about people farting. Well, it is a natural occurrence, you know, <laughs> flatulence. Yeah. You know, the release of methane. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dang, I don't. Whoo, that threw me for loop. Okay. Anyway. We we're going into global warming. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but.
But no, um, Glitter Forever 17, girl named Breland, she uh, was doing really good several years ago. Her channel was like blowing up. And then, it, you know, views started going down, subscribers started going down. She had just bought a new house that she was going to lose because, you know, she wasn't making that YouTube revenue as much as she was. And one day she suddenly starts doing videos that are totally different than anything she's done. They're, they're like videos and live streams that were, they had people worried for her. They were scared. Months later, she comes out and admits she was faking a mental breakdown for views and clicks and that she actually made enough money off of it to save her house. And as she phrased it, I decided I was going to Trisha Paytas it. And the problem that I have with all mm. of that... <laughs> is for every for everyone who puts on an act and i'm not one to judge whether it's an act or not i'm not a psychiatrist uh and you know you can't just judge it over over a computer screen I, that's I, very I, true. I can't i can't be convinced that you can you can judge it through that uh, i think you would have to spend some time around this person uh whoever it may be yes but the problem I have with that is, especially with the admitting that it was for clicks and views and money uh, and all that, there's no telling how many people have it, have not been taken serious that really did have something going on because of things like this. And that's why I wanted to discuss this because, and, and especially for Breland to use Trisha as her reference. It just shows that Trisha's on-camera behavior and her doing this stuff on camera to get views and clicks is telling people this is okay. And it's not. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> one of the things, I haven't talked about this a lot to very many people at all, ever. <laughs> I think I don't think I've even discussed it with my parents. I, I think Michael's really the only one I've really ever talked to about it. How many years ago was it, Michael, that they diagnosed me? Twelve? Something like that? Uh, yes, yeah, something like that. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And when I first started hearing Trisha throw that around and use that as an excuse for her behavior oh my michael can tell y'all i was not i was not happy and i believe the uh southern term is fit to be tied yeah i, I was <laughs> i was i was awful fit to be tied because most of us with borderline personality disorder are not going out and doing the things that trisha paytas is doing so a very big part of me and i know you know everyone with any any men mental illness it, each case is different person to person and then they may be diagnosed with the same thing but the way it affects each person the way it makes them behave you know that's different person to person i totally get that but 
when people hear somebody like Trisha Paytas saying, this is the reason I hurt people. This is the reason I do this. This is the reason I do that. Then when they go out and meet somebody in real life that has that same diagnosis, their first thought is going to be, oh God, you're like Trisha. She is damaging more people than just herself and her little inner circle. She's damaging a whole community of people that did not ask for this shit. Absolutely. And sexual assault victims. Okay, none of us can say for certain what was or was not done to Trisha Paytas. Okay? But... She has said multiple times in her own videos and in her own books that none of her teachers ever touched her. She said it point blank out of her own mouth. But now it's a totally different story. This type of bullshit is why so many women keep their mouths shut. Because when you come out and you're wishy-washy about your story or you point blank lie, you're making it harder on legitimate victims. But yet then, Trisha, you want to sit and yell you're a victim's advocate. Prove it by God. Prove it by doing the right damn thing for once. You are hurting people. And that's why we wanted to discuss this apart from the tea and the drama. This needs to be discussed, all of it, on a moral level. And morality does not mean religion, okay? Morals and religion are two totally different things, people. Please don't come in with that, with that bullshit. I, I've, had, I've seen too many people yell that if you're not of this religion or that religion, you have no morals. No, that's bullshit. You can be in church every Sunday and not have the first damn lick of morals. So, let's not go there. But even if you don't want to classify it as morals... Let's just focus on it as right and wrong. Yes, right and wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it's right and it, it's it's to me, it's that simple. It's right and wrong, black and white. It's that simple. I mean, number one, you've got Trisha casting a very big black cloud over people with mental illnesses and over sexual assault victims with her behavior. Number two, you've got Ethan Klein and Keemstar using her when she is obviously disturbed in some way. Something is wrong with Trisha. They're using her. Two powerful, rich men gonna use a woman that, I'm sorry, if they cannot see that she has something wrong with her, they're fucking idiots. Uh, they they may still be, even if they can. But. That's true. I just I don't I don't <laughs> I think both of them are actually very intelligent. They yes, just totally don't agree. care. They just don't care. And Ethan, Ethan. I mean, it's bad enough for Kimstar to be doing it, but Ethan, you have put your whole family, your wife, your children. And your wife's family in the middle of all of this. And while we're talking about men using Trisha, I'm sorry. There is not one ounce of me 
that does not believe Moses used Trisha too. He was jealous of his sister, jealous of his brother-in-law, and he used Trisha to stick it to him good. So it would seem. So, while we've got Trisha that's doing this hateful, low-down, dirty crap, we've got every man around her using her. Like uh, almost like vultures just picking, you know. They were rewarding her for shitty behavior while they're using her to rake in cash. All right, if she wasn't already disturbed in some way, didn't already have something going on, this would have done it. And, and considering the fact, like I said, I'm. I'm 95% sure something is very wrong with Trisha. I don't really necessarily believe it's all the things she's been claiming. But I do believe something was done to her that it has caused something to go wrong in her mind. You take that already being there and then taking every man around her using her. Putting her shortcomings and her flaws and her issues on display. It's only going to compound things and make it worse. I, I don't see how it couldn't. That's very true. And I mean, <clears throat> my two cents on it is if things are the way they appear and Trisha does have the issues that it seems like she has or, you know, whatever's happened in her past, whatever's affected her, um, to make her the way she is with the breakdowns and things like that. I really hope she gets help for it. I mean, there's help available for people. Um, and I hope it's help that's unbiased because I know with someone in a situation like that, a lot of times a pro supposed professional will tell or do what the cash cow wants them to. Yes. Because they want to stay employed and keep milking that money. Uh, whereas, hopefully, she has found or will find someone who will be brutally honest with her. And she will accept that. And she can get some help. I am glad you brought all that up. Because that was another thing I really wanted us to discuss with this. Because she does claim that she's been in therapy for a while now. But instead of seeing any progression toward getting better, it seems like she's continually getting worse. And now it's gone from, um, you know, at one point she claimed she, um, well, she uh, offended the entire DID community, um, she she claimed she had borderline personality disorder then it was just depression then it was an eating disorder and, uh then it was borderline personality disorder then it was uh just recently she's added schizophrenia to it she's got a whole like laundry list and i have to wonder is she really seeing a therapist number one or is that just what she's telling everyone and number two, if she is seeing a therapist, 
I have to wonder, are they really diagnosing her with all these things? Or are they allowing her to self-diagnose herself for the purpose of continuing to draw from that cash cow? Or because possibly they're scared if they make her mad, she's going to end their career. Here's my problem with that. Either one of those is disgusting, just to be honest. Yes, I feel for them if they are in the position of, okay, I really want to help this girl, but I'm scared to make her mad. She'll end my career. I feel for them being in that position, but at the same time, when you become a doctor, a mental health professional, any of that, you take an oath. And by allowing your fear of what she may do to your career to override doing what you know is right, you're forsaking that oath. And you should not even have a license anymore. Well, I totally agree with that. It's uh, It goes back to morals. It goes back to right and wrong. Uh, the right thing to do is to uphold that oath. I mean, and if you can't do that, then you're in the wrong place. Yes. Um, it, you need you need to find other patients uh, because clearly the the one that you're with is not the right one. She's whoever if she really is going to therapy, whoever she is seeing is not helping her. We've all seen the proof of that, and that worries me for her. Because someone whose mind is messing with them, playing tricks on them, is it working as what most folks would consider normal? Someone with a mind like that in the hands of someone who does not care and is not trying and is not helping them, the consequences could be dire. And when I listened to her breakdown the other night, she said uh, something along the lines of you're going to keep on, you're going to keep on, you're, you're just not going to stop and it's going to be too late. And I'm terrified of that. That could be taken one of two ways. That she is threatening harm against Ethan or harm against herself. And as much as I do not like the woman... I do not want to see her harm herself or anyone else. Even Ethan Klein. We all know somebody does need to put a foot up his ass. But, you know, actually knowing it needs to be done and somebody actually doing it is two different things. And and with her choice of words um, about it being too, too late. late. Yes. That, that is the, the scariest part to me of that because that seems very final. As in, for somebody, whoever it may be, there will be no after this. Yes. And happens. as much as I dislike her and Ethan both, I don't want to see either one of them come up dead or severely hurt. Not only that, and this is stupid to me. I know it is. Part of me still remembers the good things I saw in her, even when she was doing really bad things. I think somewhere deep down in her is a little girl with a big heart that is just screaming for help. 
And maybe if she got the right help, she could actually do a lot of good things versus all the bad stuff she's done. I completely agree with that. Definitely. I mean, it seems to me in her earlier stuff, um, in my opinion, you know, based on what I have seen out of her, her earlier stuff, it seems to be more glimpses of that that little girl, as you as you put it, uh, of the good person that has a good heart. Yeah. Uh, than what I've seen recently. Uh, recently, I, I'm seeing none of that. Well, I, I was doing some research research the other night, and um, I, I came across some things completely by accident. And, and if we're going to be fair here, and we're going to look at what wrongs have been done to her we do also need to look at what wrongs she has done but i'd also like to put my two cents worth in on these two particular things i discovered that i think may have caused her to do these wrongs if that makes any sense there, there's no excusing it okay there's no excusing everything she's done there's just not she has to take accountability but she honestly can't take that accountability until she gets the proper help that she needs because until she gets that help her mind is not going to accept that she's the one who brought this on she's the one who did this but what i found was number one um her band name sad boy 2005 there are accusations and have been accusations for quite a while now that for some reason it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about that um she actually stole the name from an indie band that was starting to make a very big name for themselves uh their name was uh sad boys 2001 and it seems like the possibility may be that trisha just removed the s off of boys and changed the 2001 2005 that way whenever you searched for them she would pop up um i did find this band i found their facebook page um i'll include links to all of that but a lot of their fans have been trying to call her out on this for a while and she's never addressed it and the other thing I found, which disturbed me, because this is much more serious than stealing a band name. Um, I know a lot of musicians out there would not agree with that. But um, when Trisha first got started on YouTube, she, and a lot of you may have heard her talk about her stalker she has brought up several times before. Come to find out that stalker wasn't from what i have found i don't think that stalker was actually a stalker uh his name was daniel and he was actually a fan of hers a very big supporter of her channel and there are multiple instances of her shouting him out talking about him in her videos she used to do skype calls with him and among other fans um they used to private message back and forth quite a bit and then he did not agree with something she had done and he called her out on it in a very nice way and, and you have to keep in mind daniel was autistic so he was very much looking for a friend and then here's this beautiful blonde in trisha you know that's 
being his friend and so he was just absolutely over the moon and um but when he called her out on that like i said he did it in a very respectful way and did it as you might you know like if one of your friends is doing something that you think is kind of shady or kind of eh and you sit them down and go hey look man i love you but you know hey th this ain't right that that's kind of what he did with trisha and the minute he did that she took to her youtube channel and made a video claiming he was stalking her and said that he was the reason there would be no more skype calls with any fans so of course that pissed her whole fandom off and they went after this guy she even sat in the video and tried to say you know i never private messaged him i never did this there's proof to the contrary so she set a whole group loose on an autistic man that just wanted to be her friend that is a sad statement yes and, and labeled him a stalker on top of that and there is a video um with proof to this this video is uh, several years old um i was shocked nobody's brought that up more often i will link that video as well but it was really kind of pitiful and to see his reaction you could tell he's hurt he he's hurt and i don't blame him and but part of me wonders after learning more about trisha's childhood and particularly her mother and the way her mother conducts relationships is this just the way trisha is taught to react that if somebody says she's doing something wrong you attack them first save yourself yeah and or could this be part of and again i am no psychiatrist i'm no mental health professional yes i took some psych courses way back when but that by no means qualifies me to diagnose her this is just my speculation when i talk about that little girl inside of trisha i honestly in a lot of ways believe her mind is still operating as a little girl and you know little kids will do that you know you know hey i mean like my brother my brother and me i remember i would catch his little ass doing some really shady shit tell him i'm gonna tell on you he would get to mama before i couldn't tell her some lie yep now he's got the upper hand <laughs> yes and is that what trisha was doing with daniel is that what she's done with pretty much everybody in her life it's a very real possibility as much as a very big part of me wants to feel for her i have to look at the damage she is doing to people with mental illnesses and to real victims of sexual assault yes because when it comes to you know sexual assault and things like that just hearing those words should snap your head around it should make you sick to your stomach but it's being thrown around so much it's taking that away from it um and you know not saying as far as legitimate issues should be reported yes through with 
but the people that just throw the word around like it's nothing have taken the stigma off of it. Uh, I get why well, stigma may not be the, the word I'm looking for here, but they've taken the edge off of it. They've taken where, the power of those words yes, away. Exactly. Because when somebody hears that, it should be automatically, okay, we need to do something about this. Yes. It shouldn't be just, oh, they're just somebody else talking about something that may or may not have happened. And, you know, it, it should be kept real. I mean, it's, it's, it's been watered down because so many people throw it around. And, and you're right. And it's not just been Trisha. I mean, how many have we seen over the past couple of years since Me Too got started that hitched their wagon to the Me Too movement? And come to find out their stories were false. Um, and admitted to those being, admitted to them being false later yes. on. The damage that's done at that point is real. It's it's done. It's You can't back out of it. And, well, a, a good example. Um, oh, this one will be hard for me to talk about. But I'm going to do it. Um, good friend of mine years ago was married to a girl that to be honest, she puts me in mind a lot of Trisha. <laughs> and a lot of us were worried for him and we told him that, that there's something wrong here. You need you need to get out. And he finally saw it. And their son was four months old at the time. He, he was a baby baby. And um, my friend, he got out. And he was awarded custody of the child. And she convinced him to, to let her come back at least for a few days because she had nowhere to go. But before it had gotten to that point, she, I, I was there. I watched her attack him physically. And then when one of us was going to call the police to stop her, turned around and took her head and was banging her head into the wall and actually went in the wall it was like the door frame around the door to their hallway and bruised herself up good and then she called the police told them he did it and they automatically hauled him off no questions asked and that was so disturbing and we kept trying to tell him you know he he didn't do this she did this and they did not listen for so long and then you know like i said he finally gets out a judge finally listens and gives him custody of the child but his heart was just too damn big and when she said she had nowhere to go he let her back in he invited me over to play cards with him that night but i had to work and by the time I got off work, her and two guys she had manipulated had murdered him. That's just one example of how wrong it can go when you allow lies about abuse, sexual assault, mental illness to just keep being let go and let slide. It's you are putting people in danger when you let this stuff go and let it slide 
because either you're going to end up like a situation with my friend or you're going to end up with the woman that has just been raped and is terrified to tell anybody for fear she's not going to be believed because all these other people have been proven to be liars you're going to end up with the person that does have a mental illness that when they meet somebody on the street and they find out they've got it that person's going to think back to oh the person that was faking it and believe that that's actually how it is and be terrified of this person that's not going to hurt them at all you're you're putting a stigma on victims and patients and it's shitty and it's a dangerous damn game to play this boils down to more than youtube drama or tea it's people's lives yes and if trisha is lying about these men assaulting her you know that one teacher he's passed away he can't defend himself now and the the bad part about it is people that are falsely accused even if their name does eventually get cleared that is going to be attached to their name forever yeah so that's that's something you can't unhear something you can't unthink yes it's it's always going to be in the back of your mind it was it really true did it really happen yes it, it's always going to be there and it, it's just human nature it's it's not judging someone it's just it's human nature for it to, to be there in the back of your mind and that i say that it could easily ruin somebody's life yes easily and, and in the meantime in, in trisha you know specific to trisha's case while everyone is focusing on all this all this drama all this tea she's still not getting the help she needs which is making her more of a danger to herself and to the people around her and in the meantime everybody is feeding off of this and just watching the watching the spiral and yes dare i say cheering it on yes know, watching it like a train wreck that they don't want to look away from and it's all it's all disturbing, it's all sad, and it's all damaging to more than just her and the immediate people around her. And I don't think people are stopping to look at that. I know damn sure Ethan and Keemstar weren't. All they were looking at is how they could fill their pockets off of her. I'm sorry, but people want to point the finger at Trisha. I've done it. We've all done it. And yell that she needs to be deplatformed, this, that, or the other. Then how about the two men that used her for clicks and views and allowed her, gave her a bigger platform to put these stories out there? Shouldn't they be deplatformed too? If you're going to point the finger at her, you need to be fair and point it at them as well. I'm sorry. That's, that's the way it is because... And one part of me, that's another area I'm conflicted when it comes to her. Should she be deplatformed or not? When we go to deplatforming people for saying things we don't like, it hurts the community as a whole. It hurts all of YouTube. At the same time, she is self-destructive. 
and hurting other people. And I just almost wonder if some time away from YouTube wouldn't be good for her. And at the same time, men that allowed her to run with this, and I just allowed it, they encouraged it. They're being destructive to her and to other people. So when do we draw the line between what's good for the community and when we stop destructive people from spreading their destruction? I, I don't know. Yes, because that, I mean, they could have a huge ripple effect. I mean, it, it spans a lot further than we've even talked about. Yes. So it's, it's, it's like a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. But the one thing that is very clear to me is Trisha has caused a lot of destruction and pain. But she didn't just do it to other people. She's done it to herself as well. While Ethan and Keem used her as a weapon and did it to other people. Yeah, I was going to say she she didn't do it on her own either. No. <laughs> she, she had help, uh, if you want to call that help. The thing is, it definitely wasn't the help she needs. and That's correct. All most people want to focus on is the drama and the tea of the situation. But the ramifications are much bigger than that. And that's kind of what we wanted to get a across with this. Is people really need to stop looking at this through the lens of just YouTube. Because this goes so much further than just that. And Trisha, I dare, I doubt you will hear this, but if you do, I know I've called you every name in the book. I know I have ripped you apart. I know I have hated on you hard and I'm still going to hate on your actions hard. Don't get me wrong. Because you do need to be held accountable for that. But no matter what my feelings are or what I have said, get some help, girl. And look, you may not have the right therapist right now. God knows I went through three or four before I found the one that was right for me and the one that actually helped. And, you know, depending on what your actual diagnosis is... You know, medication may be the thing. Then again, it may not be. For me, it wasn't. Cognitive therapy was... I'm just going to tell y'all, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for cognitive therapy. Because I was... I was determined to be on my way out. So, you know, Trisha, that may be the route for you. Or maybe a combination of both. No matter what it is, keep going through therapist until you find that right one and not and when i say the right one that does not mean one that kisses your ass because you are trisha paytas i mean the one that tells you the shit you don't want to hear because you were their patient and they really want to see you get better because until you face the stuff you don't want to hear you are never going to get better sweetheart and i know you've talked about wanting to have babies wanting kids 
to be the best and healthiest mother you can for those future children, find that therapist that tells you the shit you don't want to hear. That's all I really got to say on it. Michael, you got anything else to add? Well, <clears throat> I want to throw a few statistics out there, and there's a reason for this. As far as the like the, the sexual assault reports and things like that, by all means, if it did happen, report, report it. it. Report it, without a doubt. And the reason I say that is to say this. If it didn't happen, stop. Yes. Because that that ruins the situation. Like like we talked about earlier. It just it it makes it where people do not take it serious when you report something that didn't happen and later it comes out that it, it was false. But people don't take it serious at that point. And that brings me to the statistics I was talking about. And this, these are older statistics. These came from the early 2000s. They were based on 92 through uh, 2000 from the Bureau of Justice Statistics. 63% of completed rapes, 65% of attempted rapes, and 74% of completed and attempted sexual assaults against females were not reported to the police. Oh, my God. Those are some extremely high numbers. Yes. And a lot of that, I know, is because of embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> fear of retaliation from the victims or from the perpetrator uh, and, and things like that. But I can't be convinced that part of that is, as you said earlier, I can't be convinced that part of that isn't because they feared that they would not be taken seriously because of people yes. falsely reporting. So we need to, we need to create a better, a better situation for people that need to report these to where they're taken seriously. Oh, and God, that's up yes. to everybody. That's up to everybody. What he's saying is we all need to do better people. All of us. And absolutely. And maybe, maybe that part of doing better is to not do what I did where Trisha was concerned. Just automatically, you know, like I said, I used to be a fan and then I started seeing things that disturbed me. And instead of trying to think it through, it was just turn it into hate. Maybe we don't need to do that either. Maybe that's the wrong situation. We need to do better by people that are suffering, whether it's from mental illness, sexual assault, physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, any of it. We all need to get up off our asses and reconnect with hum being human, not just being keyboard warriors. And the internet is a great thing. At the same time, when it's used wrong, it's a weapon. It can be a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. And that seems to be the most popular use for it these days is to be a keyboard warrior or use it to destroy somebody or something you don't like. What if we stop looking at ourselves as extensions of the internet and start looking at ourselves as human again, whether it's on a screen or off a screen? 
and just and keeping in mind that that's a human on the other side of the screen as yes. well. Yes. So we all need we all need to buckle down and do better people. And again, Tricia, if if you hear this, which I doubt you will, but just in case, again, find that therapist that is going to tell you the things you don't want to hear because that's the one that's really there for you. And look, you and I have had communications in the past over certain situations. I'm not going to put those out there. But I will tell you that because of those situations, I know that you know what I do. If you feel like you have nobody in the world to talk to, and from the looks of the people that are surrounding you, I kind of wonder if you do. If you just need somebody to talk to, to vent to, anything and everything you tell me is strictly off the record. You will never hear it on this podcast. You will never see it in a book. Nothing. I will put all of my bias aside because I honestly do believe you need help just as much as the people you're hurting. And if you are somebody that does know Trisha personally and is in her life and you're not giving her that, you need to look in the mirror and rethink who you are. That's all I'm going to say on it. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. And that's pretty much sums up anything that I would have to say. Um, anybody in the position to help somebody that's that's either taken advantage of or is not not providing that help, um, they say you really need to take a look in the mirror. It's it's up to all of us as a society to help our brothers and sisters. Yes, and if. And if you're one of the people out there we've talked about that that may be suffering from a mental illness or has been sexually assaulted and you are scared because of the stigma that not necessarily just Trisha but anybody who plays these types of games has put on you please don't let it affect you number one getting help number two reporting if it was an assault and number three, don't let it make you think that the entire world is not going to believe you. Or that they're going to be scared of you. Because there are some of us who will believe you and we're not going to be scared. Just as corny as it sounds, stay strong. That's all you can do. But do not let people like Trisha or the people that buy into her stuff make you devalue yourself. Absolutely. And then on the flip side of that also, don't let the people that perform these acts walk to no. do it to somebody else. It's about accountability all, all the way around. That's that's that, kind of what we're doing here is, is holding accountability. Yes accountability should be the key word for this episode but I think we've said the most important things 
And I've tried to get through this without getting too emotional or letting my feelings dictate what I say. Because I have a bad habit of doing that, in case y'all like noticed that. But Really? Yeah. Who would have guessed? Me? <laughs> I'd say you've done pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to call this one here. And guys, we will try to get back on track. Uh, like I said, just at the beginning of this episode... Um, Two deaths in the family in less than two weeks. Kind of, you know, I'm just going to say it point blank. It was a mind fuck for a little bit, but I'm better. I'm getting there. I'm getting back to being me. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, God only knows, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for being here. And the last thing I'm going to say is y'all just start to be good to each other just be good to each other absolutely do something good for somebody hold a door the speak speak to someone that you walk by tell them good morning you never know what it could do exactly all right guys we will catch y'all later bye guys later <laughs>